This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This week, as we inch closer to another election, I've been trying to answer this question. When it comes to the people we vote for, how corrupt is too corrupt? Like last night, I'm watching the candidates for governor in Florida get ready to debate. Because tonight we're going to seek answers to the issues that matter most to you. It's clear the mood in the room is tense. Democrat Andrew Gillum is black. By the end of the night, he'd come this close to calling his Republican opponent, Rick DeSantis, a racist. Now, I'm not calling Mr. DeSantis a racist. I'm simply saying the racists believe he's a racist. (laughs) But meanwhile, DeSantis is trying to focus everyone's attention somewhere else to a vacation Gillum took to New York a couple years back. It turns out the FBI is investigating some free Broadway tickets Gillum got while he was there. Well, when I worked with the FBI, I was doing it as a prosecutor to bring people to justice. When Andrew is dealing with the FBI, he's dealing with an undercover agent as a person of interest in investigation. Why would an undercover FBI agent pay, pay, posing as a contractor give him a $1,000 ticket to Hamilton? And so he- It's hard to figure out what's true here. There's no indictment, no criminal complaint. But DeSantis has seized on this moment. He said, this is what local corruption looks like. But is it? Is this about the ticket to Hamilton? Exactly. See, you do know. Yeah. All right, all right. So that's 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 chump, chump change. You know, I mean, come on. Nobody's buying him a vacation house. You know what I mean? I called up Herb Jackson to talk about all this because he's covered politics for years. He works in D.C. for USA Today and the Bergen County Record. He says, look, corruption is kind of everywhere in politics. Like in New York, Republican Representative Chris Collins is running for re-election this year, even though he's under indictment for insider trading. The charges that have been levied against me are meritless, and I will mount a vigorous defense in court to clear my name. And in California, another Republican, Duncan Hunter, is facing charges he spent almost a quarter of a million dollars of campaign money on personal expenses. That includes a plane ticket for his pet rabbit. He went on Fox News and blamed his wife for the scandal. Did you call your wife and say that you wanted to buy a pair of Hawaii shorts, but you didn't have money? And she said that you should buy the shorts at the pro shop so that you could falsely describe that purchase as some golf balls for wounded warriors? Yeah, Did that happen? I, I don't know what I, I don't re- remember that, but I would never do that. What, whatever she did on that, that'll be uh, that'll be looked at, too, I'm sure. But- the polls show that both of these guys are expected to stay in office come November, by the way. But Herb, that Washington reporter, he's focused on this one race. How long have you covered Bob Menendez? Oh, uh, I know I covered him in the 90s when he was in the legislature and then he went to the House. And I stopped and I got back. I got, I've been in Washington since 2005. So I've definitely covered him as long as he's been a senator. So a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we grew up in the same sort of neighborhood. He, was, he went to the same college as my older brother, you know. So we know the same people. <laughs> That's so Jersey. Yes, it is. It is. There's this whole thing that there's only 200 people in New Jersey, really. You know. 
Herb says if you really want to understand how corruption is playing out on the campaign trail this year, you need to look at Senator Bob Menendez. He's a Democrat who's running for re-election, which should be sort of easy in a state like New Jersey. But earlier this year, he was put on trial, and his race has gotten a lot tighter. The Senate Democrats are definitely taking this serious. The Senate Majority PAC, which is a super PAC, they dropped three million into the race last week. This morning, I just moved a story, or I just sent to my editor a story that they're adding another 2.8 million. So the the Democrats are kind of scared. They're certainly not relaxed. Uh, they deny being scared. I'm Mary Harris, and today we are going to look at this one Senate seat and ask, how corrupt is too corrupt? Can a politician keep his job even after barely wriggling out of a conviction? Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Around the same time that gubernatorial debate was getting started in Florida last night, Senator Bob Menendez and his Republican opponent, former pharmaceutical executive Bob Hugan, they were walking into a television studio in Newark, New Jersey, for a debate of their own. Getting into the studio required walking a gauntlet of protesters who were waving competing signs and chanting competing slogans. Herb Jackson was watching all this from his perch down in D.C. When I called him up this morning, he talked to us from a phone in his newsroom's podcast closet. Herb Jackson. How is it in there? It's closed. (laughs) (laughs) Not too many dust bunnies, I hope. No, no. I asked Herb to start off by telling me what Menendez was accused of doing wrong in the first place. Just quickly lay out for me, what was the scope of this? Menendez was charged with bribery and other corruption, basically uh, mail fraud and denying honest services, it's called. And then he was also charged with filing a false disclosure form. He was accused of receiving more than 700000 in campaign contributions from his co-defendant, a Florida eyes doctor named Salomon Melgan, along with luxury travel on Melgan's private plane, staying at Melgan's house in a resort in the Dominican Republic, also staying at a hotel in the Dominican Republic, and Melgan actually once put, him, put Menendez up at a suite in Paris using Melgan's American Express points. Is there any doubt that he did all this? Is there any doubt that Menendez received these items? No, they're not disputing that he received these items. Uh, there was no evidence presented of the the quid pro quo, the, the, the corrupt bargain. The government wanted you to believe that Melgan would give something and Menendez would do something, but it didn't have a recording or a confidential you know, informant or anything like that. There is a dispute over 
what the actions meant and were. Uh, the government says Menendez was trying to pressure the Obama administration to ease up on Melgan on a, on a Medicare billing issue. Melgan was ultimately convicted in a separate trial of 67 counts of uh, Medicare fraud and is actually in prison right now. So this case happens. The jury... <laughs> go that way. <laughs> So this man went into a court. There was an 11-week trial, and the jury hung. Uh, Most of the jurors said they were going to acquit. The question was, after the hung jury, would the the government retry Menendez on the same charges? The judge came in a month and a half later and told the Justice Department, you never proved that these were bribes, and acquitted Menendez on that. So then a week later, the Justice Department, they dropped the case, and that's it. All, All legal jeopardy is gone. So Menendez is off the hook legally, but politically, he's still in a jam. Yes. He is still trying to restore his support with the public in New Jersey. And the polls are going to have shown that even though a majority say they will vote for him, a narrow majority, 51, 52, some polls, 54 percent, a larger majority disapprove of him. And People I know who are longtime Democrats say, I guess I got to vote for him, but I don't want to. They, they feel he doesn't deserve another term because he kind of got caught doing something. They're not sure what. There are other people who, believe, who feel that the, you know, he was unfairly targeted. And, and there was one poll that sort of found a lot of support for the idea that he was only doing what they all do. And he was singled out for it. So tell me a little bit about the Republican who came out to oppose Menendez. Well, Bob Hugan had been the CEO and chairman of a pharmaceutical company called Celgene Corp. I've learned more about them than I ever knew before. They made cancer drugs. He was a Trump delegate in 2016 in the Republican convention. He was a big backer of Chris Christie's presidential campaign. And then when Chris Christie, uh, Governor Chris Christie, signed on and endorsed Trump, uh, Hugan was also the New Jersey finance chairman for Trump for president. So he helped raise money for Trump's presidential campaign and contributed. He got into the race, he says, because he thought New Jersey deserved better, and he didn't think Menendez should just be able to coast against some Republican who wasn't going to be able to raise enough money to compete. And last night, the two guys, Bob Hugan and Bob Menendez, came together to debate, right? Yes. Their only debate in the campaign. Hugan said, you're lying to me about what my drug company did, and Menendez says, you're lying to me about what the government did and what I did. Bob Menendez is going to try and make this a debate about Donald Trump. That's because he doesn't want to talk about anything about his record of corruption and failure. He will be another vote for Donald Trump. I will stand up to Donald Trump. Hugan said corruption and Menendez said Trump. And that's where the race stands. Hmm. You know, I'm wondering, looking at this race, I saw this statistic from 538 and it said that usually corruption isn't a problem for representatives as long as they're in a partisan safe district. Like if they're a Democrat in a blue district or a Republican in a red district. And looking at this Menendez situation, it just struck me that maybe in any other year we would expect Menendez to actually win it. Actually, I think it's the other way. I mean, I think 
he would be in a lot more trouble in a year that wasn't like this, because this like of Trump in New Jersey is so high that what we thought were reliably red congressional districts are probably going to swing Democratic, or at least narrowly reelect a Republican. That's the climate he's running in. If he weren't running in that climate, I think he'd be in a whole lot more trouble. The, the thing is, though, that Menendez has has built a long career of, you know, appealing to the power bases in New Jersey. The environmentalists love him for, you know, his opposition to offshore drilling, and you know, the unions like him because he supports, you know, their issues, especially prevailing wage and things like that. He becomes the the champion of different groups. There's this group of people who really are still fighting on their Superstorm Sandy claims, who rallied in his support after he was indicted, saying, you know, we need to save Bob Menendez, because he went up and fought with FEMA over people, claims people, people were filing on their flood insurance. And those kinds of things, you know, play very well with different groups, and then when you add them all up, you got enough people standing behind you, and you throw into that the don't let the other guy win because you know he'll be with those people you don't like. You know, you're heading to a conversation with Menendez right now, right? Yes. What are you going to be looking to hear from him? What are you going to ask if you can? The big question we have is, you know, he was admonished by the Ethics Committee. He said at the beginning of the debate last night, he apologized. The reality is I understand that there are people in our state who are disappointed. And I apologize to them. What is he apologizing for? But I also want him to look at my totality of service, of standing up for the people of New Jersey. Does he think he did something wrong? Uh, Does he feel a need to actually show remorse to the public? Hmm. I wonder, you know, Trump's corruption has been just a huge theme for the Democrats in Washington. How much of a problem is Bob Menendez going to be for them if he wins? Good question. It it, it makes it difficult for him to make some arguments. He will be hanging back, I gotta think. Herb Jackson, thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. That is our show. What Next is an experiment we are piloting through the midterms. And we want to hear what you think. Review our show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Your reviews deliver crucial feedback for the show. They also help other people find us so we can hear what they think. What Next is hosted by me, Mary Harris, and produced by Mary Wilson and Jason DeLeon. Our engineer is Terrence Bernardo. Talk to you tomorrow.